0: This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. It's time for the Mr. Wonderful Show. Here's your host, Mr. Wonderful. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. And if you are tuning in to the YouTube channel, Thrill Me Podcast Network, you are in for a treat because... There is actually the video version of this, the first time that I am recording myself live while I do this recording for you on the podcast form. Uh, Yeah, so much going down right now. I'm very excited, though, uh, if you're on Facebook, or on Facebook. uh, You can follow us on Facebook, Throw Me Podcast Network. That can get you to the YouTube where this video that you probably are looking at with my bloated face right now, uh, my mega headphones, and my Sharknado shirt as I slide out of my chair. Uh, But yeah, very excited to be doing that, the Thrill Me Podcast Network YouTube. Uh, So this is my first time gracing the YouTube. Sorry if you thought I would be Taller or something like that. But yeah, excited to be here again. Thrill Me Podcast Network. You can follow us on Facebook by giving us the like. You can like us here on YouTube as well if you're watching this show. If you're listening to this show though, uh, please like it, uh, follow it, rate it, review it. Whichever platform you're listening on, we are on all of them from Apple to Spotify to Amazon uh, to Google to... I'm forgetting the names of all of them right now. But wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, you can definitely find this show uh, and you can find all of the Throw Me Podcast Network shows as well. So uh, this is going to be a fun episode, a lot to get to. Going to try and keep things tight this week. Uh, We will have a review for the bad guys. Got to see that. Uh, Have some thoughts on that movie as well as uh, some cool news, the Roku channel. Jumping in on the streaming games. Uh, So I'll explain that a little bit later on. Plus a lot of news going on. Fast and the Furious 10. Has a little bit of drama right now. Uh, Warner Brothers took the stage at CinemaCon. Uh, Sony had the first day of CinemaCon. As this is going on. I believe they're getting ready to do CinemaCon. uh, Day 3 of that. Uh, So who knows what's going to break. While this recording is happening. And throughout the course of this Wednesday. So I do want to start things off, though, uh, something I will get to a little bit later on. I want to ask you a question. I want you to ponder this question throughout the course of the day, and then later on I will give you the answer to this question. Today's wonderful show, Question of the Day, this is not going to be a weekly thing, uh, but if I said, what do you think is the most expensive song to license for a movie or TV show? What would your answer be? So I want you to ponder that as we dive into some of the news of the week. Uh, And the big news, like I mentioned, CinemaCon is going on. Sony had the stage uh, on Monday, so a lot of news started breaking on that. But the two things I really wanted to jump into really fast is Venom 3 uh, is officially happening. Tom Hardy will be back. I feel like this was a no-doubter, a no-brainer uh, the first film was very successful. The second film was successful as well. Audiences have really enjoyed that take. Uh, it's, it's been a good first two-film run. Uh, so no surprise, Venom 3 is happening, uh, and that will come down the road. Now, another one that I didn't think was so much of a surprise, except for the fact that they didn't really specify which cast it would be or if it would be a whole new cast, but uh, Ghostbusters, there will be a new Ghostbusters film coming, uh, Ghostbusters 5, if, or Ghostbusters 4, I guess. Uh, 5, I was including the female Ghostbusters reboot, uh, which I probably need to turn off the comment section now on YouTube because I'm being bombarded by people and I can feel it already. Uh, as we record this, I can feel the comment section exploding with people telling me how woke and wrong I am for enjoying that film. But uh, I love that movie as a Ghostbusters fan, unapologetic about it, I think if you're a Ghostbusters fan and a true Ghostbusters fan, you can watch that movie and really enjoy that film for what that movie is. And, you know, there are some takes now that are getting a little extreme on it, but the damn movie's good. Uh, So I'll leave it at that. But Ghostbusters, a sequel is coming from Ghostbusters Afterlife. But again, we don't know if uh, that means that Finn Wolfhard and company are coming back if this is going to be a whole new team is Jason Reitman going to continue telling that story there was you know we had that setup uh where we saw it in, in the post-credit scene uh, with Winston bringing the uh, which makes sense for the last shot when you see the Ecto-1 on the Brooklyn Bridge heading back into the city when it's like weren't you supposed to be in Oklahoma aka Canada but that scene makes sense in the post-post credit scene because you got that make credit scene and then you get that post credit scene where Winston is bringing back the make. It pretty much indicates and it, it is the yeah the passing of the torch of this can continue. Uh, and with the recent news involving Bill Murray, which we will not talk about on this show, uh, I will say this: Bill Murray has a tendency of being hard to work with on set. The stuff that came out sounds more like Bill Murray being comedic, Bill Murray and people just being pissed off about it and feeling uncomfortable with a comedian doing what Bill has done always on set. Uh, that's not to say actions are right. Actions are wrong, but Bill Murray is just, I'm going to always look at Bill Murray and see the guy I love and Bill Murray is. So yeah, that's all I'm commenting on that about. Uh, so no word, though, if even the original cast is going to come back. You got to imagine with the Bill Murray stuff, see how that shapes up and shakes out and all that good stuff. But uh, interesting to see no cast uh, mentioned with that, because what we did get uh, yesterday on Tuesday, what we found out with the Batman, I believe yesterday. Yeah, yesterday evening, Tuesday uh, with the Batman, Two, uh, we know that that is official. We also know that uh Battinson is coming back. I Oh, I'm sorry. Pattinson called him Battinson there. Uh, but Robert Pattinson will be back. Uh, also, Matt Reeves is going to return as well as a writer and most likely as the director. But we know that they're returning. Uh, also raises the question with the Batman 2, uh, what are we going to see? Where is it going to go? I know when I did my Batman review, I mentioned Court of Owls is somewhere I'd like to see this franchise dive into. I feel like there was a really good setup with that to begin with. Uh, So really curious uh, where we're going to go with that. Nicholas Cage threw his name out there. He wants to be uh, Egghead. And man, if Warner Brothers is paying any attention to things and uh, sees the love that Nick Cage is getting, uh, yeah, they they'd be wise to do that. But, but also Matt Reeves, does he even want to do that? Does he want to bring in that character? Does he want to go quarter vowels? We know though about, oh, and I'm always going to butcher the name and I have it sitting here in front of me. Uh, Barry Keegan, the guy who was playing the Joker, uh, spoilers, but it's on HBO max at this point. So if you haven't seen it and you're listening to a show that talks about entertainment news and stuff like that, I'm sorry. Um, I can't shield you from leaking out spoilers uh, with movies that have been out for a while now. But Joker, curious to see what happens with that. Will he actually be a part of the sequel? Uh, I know he just had an incident similar to that of the Ezra Millers, uh, although Ezra Miller still continues to get work and Warner Brothers is just contemplating the situation. But if they didn't replace Ezra with all of his issues that he had, uh, and continues to have, then I don't think the one time that he got in trouble, Barry, uh, it's going to cause an issue. But where are we going to go with the Joker? What's going to happen there? What are we going to see with that? So excited for that. But but again, that felt like all of this so far doesn't feel like anything new uh, or quite surprising because Ghostbusters was a huge success. So you kind of knew that they wanted to continue going with that. Plus for Sony. That's that's an IP we know, we love. Like I said, I'm going to show up for every Ghostbusters movie. Uh, Venom, again, we're showing up for this film. We're showing up for at least the Venom portion of Sony's makeshift. We're going to do some Marvel Cinematic Universe thing with Spider-Man, but not really whatever they're doing. But we like the Venom film, so cool. Uh, the Batman, very successful movie when it just came out. As I mentioned, it's on HBO Max now, so very successful over there for the streaming network. Uh, Now, some things I did note that are really cool to get into here for a second, uh, some other things that we saw. We got a first look at the Barbie film. We got to see Margot Robbie uh, hanging out, looking all Barbie-like and rocking it. Uh, I'm weirdly excited for this movie. Uh, and I think it's because it really is this crazy all-star cast when you think about it. Uh, Not only is it Margot Robbie playing, playing Barbie... Uh, but you got Ryan Gosling in the film. Uh, Kate McKinnon is going to be in the movie as well. Uh, I, I really enjoy her. I dig her. I know some people are not a fan of hers, but I like her. Uh, Simu Lee is going to be in it. So you, you 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 got a Marvel superhero now coming over. Shang-Chi is uh, going to be in the movie. Michael Sarah is in the film. Uh, Will Ferrell is also in the movie. He was the most recent casting announcement. Uh, and, and it's a Greta Gerwig movie. She's directing it and co-wrote it uh, with one of her uh, co- with one of her uh, collaborators, traditional collaborators. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's very pink. Uh, it looks like she's in the Barbie Corvette, uh, but it's not a real clear cut picture on what the car actually is. But it's Margot Robbie uh, looking very Barbie-ish, and and I gotta say, I'm totally in on this. Very excited for it. Uh, we also got to see some, uh, pair of le- we didn't get to see it. This is what everybody's reporting uh, that they got to see. But uh, some Wonka footage was shown as well with uh, Timothy uh, Chalamet uh, playing young, sexy, hunky Willy Wonka. Uh, the prequel film to the Gene Wilder 1971 classic uh, that also has no connection to the Johnny Depp 2005 film, which was my birthday movie for that year. Yeah. I spent my birthday going to watch that weird-ass Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, Willy Wonka film that I don't hate, but I don't love. It's somewhere in the middle, and it kind of takes a little sidestep to the right of good, but it's also really weird. And I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little traditionalist and conservative at times with things like my movies, Uh, And I grew up on the Gene Wilder one, so of course for me, that's where I kind of gravitate towards. I understand the Johnny Depp one is for a different audience that introduced them to this story, which now means both fans of Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp's are going to merge together as we introduce this character of Wonka to another generation, this time with Timothy Chalamet. Uh, The Wonka footage, though, came out, the sneak peek Uh, Included its first look at Keegan Michael Key and Sally Hawkins, who are also in the movie. So, uh, kind of excited to finally get to see a version of this. I, I wasn't when the news broke. I was like, oh man, we're 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 mining this IP again. But Timothy Chalamet makes some good stuff. I do enjoy him as an actor. Uh, If you want some funny reads though with Timothy Chalamet, I would say go. Uh, look up his stint at NYU and some of the stories from there, uh, but you know that's those stories are out there for you to find. Uh, that'll ch- it'll change your whole opinion on Timothy Chalamet for real. Uh, not anything extreme; it's just kind of it's there. It's out there for you to uh, see what he uh, passed along to some NYU students. Uh, but the sneak peek uh, aired the younger version of Wonka seems to be uh, less well established. Also a bit of a rascal is what they said. So uh, it it was set to the tune of pure imagination. Uh, So they're leaning into the things we know. Going to be something completely different. Uh, But that film is scheduled to open in theaters on March 17th of 2023. So hopefully soon enough, maybe this summer we might start seeing something. Uh, But I would imagine we're we're not going to see anything for this for a while. Uh, I know review it. Rob threw it out there because we were having he he was kind of losing his mind over the next thing I'm going to talk about um, with that being the flash uh, and some flash footage was shown uh, and apparently Michael Keaton's Batman uh, returns a little bit in this uh, so people got their first look at uh, what's going to be going down in that one and the gray haired hype. That is Michael Bat, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman. Uh, so find out what Batman's been up to all these years. He's been busy. What's he been busy with? Stuff like that. So uh, that footage showed. So yeah, we were having that conversation earlier. Uh, review it, Rob, myself, uh, Tombstone, Josh, and Zach. So <laughs> the whole Thrill Me Podcast Network, minus Brooke, uh, because she ain't going to get nerdy down with this stuff. Until Zach is like, look, look! But we were having the discussions, and and truthfully, I think I think a great point was made in our little group chat, uh, which is they're they're going to Comic Con this year, so we might see things drop there if they do this DC fandom again. A lot of this stuff might drop there. So as far as the Flash trailer goes, we probably won't get to see any of that for a while. But but it's there. It's gotten nice little reaction, and so has the Shazam Theory of the Gods footage. That got a little bit of footage. Everybody's been saying that it's a, a film that really seemed, to, what they saw at least, focused very heavily on the family aspect of things. Uh, the family that you choose, the family that you have. Uh, so it seems like it's leaning into those themes, which... I'm cool with. Uh, I really enjoyed the first Shazam movie. I cannot wait to see the footage of this. Uh, The picture that came out uh, shows the entire family, uh, Zachary Levi and all, looking at something uh, that is a little tall for all their uh, eyesight. So they're looking a little up, uh, but they all look a little concerned, uh, a little scared. So curious to see what they have up their sleeves. Uh, With this film, uh, it's Helen Mirren. Is it a superhero film? Like, come on. We got Dame Helen Mirren in this one. Uh, So, yeah, I'm ready for this. December 16th of this year. So we might see this one soon enough. Uh, Potentially, honestly, I would say this one potentially uh, we could get probably by the weekend. uh, Or maybe next weekend, actually, if they do tag it in front of say, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but uh, since we're getting closer to the release of this one, uh, I think we could be seeing something from uh, from that one soon. Now, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, uh, that film also had some footage uh, shown, uh, got a nice little reaction, but uh, I'll be honest, my Aquaman love is a little in, in a weird place right now. Uh, that film's not coming out to theaters till March 17th of next year, but it's in a weird place because of the uh, Johnny Depp lawsuit uh, against his ex-wife Amber Heard that's being, that trial going on in uh, my Commonwealth, the state of Virginia, right? And so, you know, things going on with that have me just in a position of like, wow, I am not looking forward to anything uh, that has Amber Heard coming out in it right now because, you know, we're, we're learning all the dirty laundry from their marriage. So it has me a little like mm. that sucks because I enjoyed Aquaman. But uh, I'm starting to kind of lean more into the review at Rob Place. Uh, not that I'm not going to see it. I know Rob will not see it, but I'm it's my hype and anticipation for this film. Uh, not really there. Uh, some of the other stuff, Salem's Lot footage was shown. Uh, the reaction seems to be that this is going to be a scary as hell adaptation of uh, Stephen King classic, which that is a movie I uh, I'm actually really excited for. I wanted to read Salem's Lot. I still have never read it, but I have also never seen the original because I had this whole plan of, I've talked about it before on this show, on Hunter's podcast, really anywhere you've ever heard me or or seen me before. I uh, I read the Shining book before I ever saw the Shining movie, and you know I did. I think it was like two weeks ago I actually talked about this. I don't like the Shining movie because I read the book. I, like they're just day and night different. So I've learned that with Stephen King stuff, the movies that I. I've, I've seen and then tried to read the book. I enjoy the movies more than the book, but if I read the book first, I tend to like the book more than the movie there. There's very rarely, uh, with, with Stephen King, at least in my opinion, there's very rare occasions that when I've read the book and watched the movie, I truly liked them. I think Carrie was the only one that I actually might have enjoyed. I no, I, not might've, I know I did. Carrie is the one that I enjoyed more than the book. Not that the book is bad. It's actually a really good story. It's a, I think it's sh- one of his shortest. It's a really good story. It's it's told compelling in in the book, but the movie enhances that story, tells it really well, manages to exclude things that are okay to exclude while enhancing and looking and shining the spotlight in other things. So, I do enjoy that that movie as much as the book, maybe more so than the book, but. I wanted to read Salem's Lot first because I also owned, I I don't know where the hell it went and it annoys me that I can't find it, but I had uh, a three book, this giant ass Stephen King thing where it was The Shining, uh, it was Carrie and it was Salem's Lot all in one book. So it was massively huge. That's why I'm like, I don't know how the hell I could have misplaced this thing because it's like the size of, of a house But I somehow did. And that was where I read Carrie. I I had bought it because I had already read The Shining, loved The Shining, wanted to reread The Shining, uh, but read Carrie first. So I was going to read the whole thing in freaking order. Finished Carrie, started reading The Shining, then lost this book, haven't repurchased it. So that's why I have never seen Salem's Lot. But uh, this film comes out September 9th. So I have a feeling that this is going to be one of those. I never read the book, and I'm going in to see the movie. But yeah. this film coming out september 9th uh i i might try and avoid trailers for this one i know i just did that as well for the latest um the the black phone trailer that just came out i'm sold i don't need to go i don't need to i don't need to seek out trailers for that stuff uh some black adam footage was shown as well so we know uh the rock superhero passion project is almost here i feel like it's taken forever to get here but october 21st that's when that will come out so Uh, Hopefully, we get some footage for that as well really, really soon. Uh, The Nun is officially getting a sequel, which I, if you're watching on the YouTube, you can see my actual face and my reaction to this. You could probably have, uh, you know, kind of hear it, but I I don't know why we need a sequel to this. That first movie sucked. It was not good. It was bad. I mean, but then again, this could go the Annabelle route. You know, I did not like the first Annabelle movie. And then I've loved Annabelle Creations and Annabelle Comes Home. So The Nun 2 could could be a good film, you know. But for the most part, I really did not care for that first movie. I thought it was very uneven. It just didn't make sense. Even its connection into the Conjuring universe felt very forced. So we'll see what happens here. Like, a- again, if they take that Annabelle approach and they go and they're like, all right, we got to fix the mistakes of that and just kind of boom, let's go. Cool. Cool beans, man. Let's do it. Uh, but I'm I'm nervous. I'm worried. I also didn't even realize that that first film made that much money that they would bank on another one. I thought it kind of did go the La, 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 La Lorena route. La, La Lorena? La La, Mor- La Morano? La Lorena. Um, <laughs> I thought it went that route, though, where it didn't make a lot of money. And that's why they kind of pulled plug. But at some point, it's going to come in 2023. And, you know, again, fingers crossed, this goes more the uh, Annabelle route as opposed to whatever they tried to do the first time. Uh, and then uh, I'm, I'm a little peeved because... Well, not peeve because again, we're gonna see all of this, but uh they did show footage uh to the new Don't worry darling uh, at least some images and stuff like that. They brought that up and that is a film that I I believe I put it in my I I, I know I put it in my most anticipated of the year uh whether I talked about it on the show or whether it just missed the cut, but this is a film that's starring Harry Styles. Uh, as well as Florence Pugh, Chris Pine, Nick Kroll, uh, it, it's 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 Olivia Wilde directing, uh, and it just the, it seems like one of those cool thriller films. It's coming out September of this year. Actually, when uh, Haunters podcast and the Thrill Me podcast network, uh, along with friends, are going to be at Universal Studios. So. Maybe we make this a getaway for a day, gang. Uh, no, I'm going to want to ride Jurassic World and Velocicoaster like 20 freaking times. Uh, but Olivia Wilde's been really tight-lipped on a lot of the plot details, but it has that feel of, the way that they describe it, very psychological thriller-like, it has that kind of Stepford Wives feel to it. But also like the Truman Show, like it, it seems like it's going to be one of those really interesting romance married couple living in the suburbs. Things aren't what they appear to be. There's a lot more going on, uh, and I'm I'm into it. I I love Florence Pugh. Uh, if 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 you haven't fallen in love with Florence Pugh at this point, like what the hell, man? Uh, everything she has done has just been gold. So I've been absolutely in love with her. Uh, Harry Styles, I work in hit music radio. So the fact that he's uh, continuing this transition into film and it's a movie from a director as well, Olivia Wilde. I really enjoy Booksmart. Really love Booksmart. If you haven't seen Booksmart, that is very much a recommended uh, comedy. It is the female superman. It 100% is. Uh, It captures the generation it's talking to as well super bad captured a generation uh and people are going to go back and say how dare that generation but eventually people are going to go back on Booksmart and say how dare that generation but it captures the time of where we are and what it would be like to graduate high school at this point in time uh so yeah it very much was the female super bad uh and thought olivia wilde did a great job with that movie so Uh, I'm excited to see what she does with this, especially since it's going to be on that psychological thriller aspect of things as well. Uh, All right. Before we get into I'm going to cut the Wicked news. Uh, Well, all right. Quick hit. Wicked's going to be split into two parts, uh, according to the director, John Chu. Uh, Part one will be released Christmas Day, 2024. Part two, Christmas Day, 2025. And uh, continuing with the Harry Styles work and pop radio. I have that on my list because of Ariana Grande. uh, Pete Davidson's. Ex fiance, which, if you haven't seen the Bodies, Bodies, Bodies trailer, I know I mentioned earlier I'm not checking out the trailer for uh, Black Phone, but if you want to check out the trailer for Bodies, 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 I'd say watch that trailer and then don't watch anything else that they release of it because that film looks absolutely awesome, looks really cool. Some people that got a chance to see it actually before it's already come out, I guess people, uh, the people that were at South by Southwest, I had a few people message me and say, yeah, you think that trailer is fun? The movie is so much more fun. So I'm very excited for that one. Uh, That trailer dropped. Uh, Also, there's going to be uh, an Encanto sing-along concert tour coming out this summer, beginning July 18th on the West Coast, making 32 stops, uh, wrapping up here on the East Coast. Let's see what else I put on this little rundown sheet for today. Oh, yeah. Longtime time Fast and the Furious director Justin Lin has stepped down. I actually teased that, so I do have to reference that. Uh, he stepped down as director of Fast 10. He put the statement out. They were already about a week into filming uh, the new movie. He's directed five of the nine films so far. This would have been his sixth movie in the franchise. He's pretty much considered the guy that course-corrected them as well uh, with, with The Fate of the Furious and stuff like that in Fast 5. So, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, I'm I'm curious if there was some beef behind the scenes. You know, did he did, was it was it two men just busting heads the way that Vin Diesel and The Rock did? Uh, I don't believe Justin Lin is that is one. I don't believe he's bald, and two, I don't believe he's that muscle bound for that. So yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into the Roku news before we get into the bad guys review because I think the Roku news. Uh, is is kind of cool, actually. So, Roku has entered the streaming chat room. Uh, According to The Hollywood Reporter, Lionsgate has signed a deal with the Roku channel that will send new Lionsgate films to the streamer. The company will show movies theatrically first, then they will give them a run over on the Stars cable channel, which is a Lionsgate subsidiary. Uh, before they then land on the Roku channel. But that means upcoming films like John Wook 4 could eventually be on the Roku channel. And that includes, uh, and you know, that goes back to the first three films as well. They could pop up on the Roku channel. And if you don't know, the Roku channel is a free ad-supported, you know, streaming site, streaming service. Uh, I have a Roku TV, so I've had the Roku channel for a few years now. Uh, It actually is... Since it's a smart TV, it actually synced up to my live TV because I have an antenna. So, it actually synced up to that. So, now I, with my antenna, I get my local channels, but then I get all the Roku channels. So, I get a full, I have like a thousand channels to pick from now. And there are some really cool channels on the Roku channel. Uh, there are some great movies. Like, it really is a secret, hidden, free streaming service uh, which is kind of becoming a thing. I mean, Netflix is now looking into the ad-supported streaming service aspect of things. Uh, Tubi, if you want to hear about Tubi, go listen to the review at Rob's show. He watched a, a Tubi original horror movie. I guess it would be called a horror movie? Called Titanic 666. Yeah, Roku, free ad-supported channel, has been making its own original movies. So, you know... Uh, Or, uh, you know, Tubi has been doing it. So there's a lot of cool that could come from this. Uh, I I, I do know some people as well that still don't want to go to the theater, Uh, might not be paying for the Stars app or might not be willing to pay $20. So this gives people a chance uh, to see more of their movies. Now, I mentioned John Wick. That also includes the Expendables franchise. So Expendables 4, which is in the works and being made, could eventually end up there. Uh, as well as the first three movies. Uh, And then The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That one's out right now as well. So that could end up eventually on the Roku channel at some point for some free films, courtesy of Lionsgate. So I I dig that deal because Lionsgate is one of those, you know, they're not big enough like Warner Brothers or Disney where they're monopolized to the point where, yeah, we could have a streaming service and we can merge in our things. So... I like the idea that Lionsgate signed with the Roku channel. They're going to get their stuff out there. You'll be able to watch some free movies. And again, it's Tubi has been a really cool place. I've known about Tubi for a few years now because they're a really cool place for if you're looking for horror movies. Um, They have a great horror movie selection. And again, ad based stuff, it sucks. Yes, because that's the point of, you know, like we're all cutting cable to go to streaming because we don't want ads anymore. But if I have a chance to watch a movie, the ads on these streaming services are not the equivalent of the ads when I'm watching a movie on TV. If I'm watching a 2-hour movie on TV, I'm getting hit with a lot of ads. If I'm watching it on Tubi or Roku, I'm getting a few ads, but I'm getting like I I I I'm getting at least half the advertisement bombardment. Now, granted, the streaming service aspect of things does suck because sometimes you just get hit with the same ad over and over again. I know when it was when we had uh, in the state of Virginia when we had our election, uh, our, our general election. I couldn't watch. I I really stopped watching The Walking Dead until the election ended because every commercial break was. Four to five times in a row. And mind you, you get six commercials during those breaks for three minutes. Every freaking commercial break, the first four or five, was only one politician bombarding me with the same advertisement. I could recite the advertisement. So it got to a point where I was like, listen, I don't want to have like a Beetlejuice memory of this ad uh, or or Bill and Ted, or any movie that I absolutely love, I'm just not going to watch The Walking Dead until the election is over. And then when the election ended, I went back, I watched The Walking Dead, and I got hit with the same ad over and over again, but it was for, like, some stupid pill or whatever. I don't even remember what they were selling, but that's the thing. It was, a, it was an ad that I was like, oh, it's not trying to make me angry. It's just trying to sell me something, uh, as opposed to a political ad, which is just trying to make you angry in the cell. Uh now what this also does uh, to jump back into the Roku channel stuff with uh Lionsgate really quickly. Uh I do want to point out that this does not mean that once they leave theaters and then leave stars, they go directly to the Roku channel and they remain there. Doesn't mean that uh they can still vanish. So you could have like Expendables 2, Expendables 3, but not have 1 and 4 on there. That's a possibility. That could happen, uh, so you might still have to do a little bit of searching for the movies, but it, it's you. You have that with every one of them. That's why I still. That's why I still stand by physical media. Buy the Blu-ray. Buy the DVD. Buy your favorite thing. Own it because at some point, even on the Disney app, even on Disney Plus, at some point, if they wanted to, they could go. You know what? We're just gonna pull all of Phase One of Marvel it would be shocking it would be crazy and wild but they could do that or as people have experienced and cause a mayhem it causes mayhem uh god forbid they edit your movie a specific way god forbid all of a sudden they take out a line of dialogue you know and you want to, and you're going to lose your mind well if you own the physical media of it you get to enjoy it i mean hell there's a great episode of Shutter's uh, Cursed Films with the Wizard of Oz with people talking about all the different copies of physical media and the munchkin hanging in the background of the scene. Some cuts, it looks like that. Other cuts, they literally took out what looked like that and digitally added a peacock into it. <laughs> you know, these crazy things you can avoid if you just stick with physical media. All right. Time to get into it now. I want to do a fast review for the movie Bad Guy, or The Bad Guys, uh, which is now out. This is the new animated film uh, from DreamWorks Animation, one hour and 40 minutes long, a PG family-friendly movie where we see a ragtag group of assorted different criminal animals uh, who are about to attempt their most challenging con yet, Becoming Model Citizens. Never have there been five friends as famous as the bad guys where you have dashing pickpocket Mr. Wolf, which is voiced by Sam Rockwell, as well as safecracker Mr. Snake, Mark Maron, uh, chill master of disguise Mr. Shark, Craig Robinson, uh, short fused muscle Mr. Piranha, Anthony Ramos and sharp tongue expert hacker Miss Tarantula voiced by none other than Aqua Fina. Uh, But when after years of countless heists and being the world's most wanted villains, the gang is finally caught, Mr. Wolf brokers a deal that the bad guys will go good under the tutelage of their mentor, uh, Professor Marmalade. Uh, An arrogant but adorable guinea pig. The bad guys set out to fool the world that they've been transformed along the way, though. Mr. Wolf begins to suspect that doing good for real may give him what he's always secretly longed for. Acceptance. So when a new villain threatens the city, can Mr. Wolf persuade the rest of the gang to become the good guys? Uh, I mentioned the time of this film, an hour and 40 minutes, because uh, while I gave Sonic a big two thumbs up, said it's a great family film, that was a two-hour movie, and at times, not that it was a bad drag, but you knew it was a two-hour movie. This for an hour and forty minutes flew by. This was a fast film. It was fabulous animation to look at. I really, really enjoyed the animation of this film. It was, it was very uh, felt like it was coming off the screen at times, uh, even though I don't believe it was filmed for three D. But it, the way that the animation was done uh it was funny uh, again back to the colorfulness of the animation so it was very bright for kids uh, very bright for somebody like me with add i was like look at all the colors <laughs> but it was an overall good time the bad guys is a really good time it's a fun film it's a slick movie it is very clever uh i mean listen you're not going to be blown away by whatever twists and turns and stuff like that come in this movie. But the film does a good enough job at not just being a lazy, Oh, we're getting there to there. It has, it does enough to make you go, well, it should go like, this is what's going to happen. But all the stuff leading up to this is really good and really well done that it doesn't, doesn't just feel like you're going through the motions to get from point A to point B to point C to point D. Like, there's a lot going on in between that. There's a fun, like, the voice cast is really fun. Listen, Sam Rockwell is always great. Uh, he is the one character that I have been begging Marvel to bring back for any of the Cinematic Universe stuff. Like, I just want a show based on his Iron Man 2 character. Is that too much to ask for? Come on. You give me all these other shows, you know. I'm I'm enjoying Moonlight, but I want Sam Rockwell's Iron Man 2 character to be dancing on my screen for six weeks every Wednesday for 30 to 45 minutes. Make it happen, Marvel. So Sam Rockwell's really good. He's fun. Aquafina had me rolling. Like I always enjoyed Aquafina stuff. So but yeah, I I recommend this movie. Uh you take the family, you can go on a date night. But this is uh, a a really good movie all all, all around. Uh, I I have very little to pick at, if anything, with this movie. I I think it's very giddy. It knows its audience. It knows its adult audience as well. Uh, And and actually might enter the conversation for the top tier animated films this year, as well as one of the top films this year. Uh, I know I already have X on my top 10 list for this year. Uh, I I feel like there will be a place absolutely carved out in top films of the year for the bad guys, uh, and you know that is really an awesome thing. Uh, I I was uncertain walking into it. I know it had a good critic score, uh, an even better audience score, but I was still a little uncertain. I I I actually still did the selling with my uh spat with my significant other. I was going to call him my spouse already. Uh, But with my partner, I already did the I I, kind of did the selling because it takes it takes a little bit with an animated film unless it's something that really jumps out to her. And this had her interested. But I was the one that was like, "Mm, you know, do you want to go see that one? Because I'll go by myself. And then she went, no, I want to see it. And at the very end, she she went, that was the type of film I needed to lift my day up. I haven't smiled from start to finish with a movie like that in so long. uh, I like it was the type of film that she wasn't even having the worst of days that just made it seem like the greatest day ever. So that's the type of movie you're walking into. I I give it a four, a four and a half out of five. Again, there's very little to kind of pick at, Um, you know, maybe the fact that it's a little too predictable, is kind of the thing, and I know that, like, right now, Zach's probably like, well, if that's it, dude, why don't you just give it a five? But nothing can be perfect, all right? I'm that asshole. (laughs) And on that note, that'll do it for this week's Mr. Wonderful Show. Thank you. If you watch the YouTube video, you got 40-plus minutes of staring at my mug, seeing my reactions as I just set up my camera and record. Uh, And if you're listening on uh, any of the streaming platforms, well, go to the Throw Me Podcast YouTube page. You can watch the video version of this. Uh, You can blow up the comment section for my comments as well about Ghostbusters. Uh, Answer the call, the female Ghostbusters. Uh, And also please give us a follow on our Facebook page, Throw Me Podcast Network. There's a lot of information that's going to be coming. There might be some Patreon-style news in the near future. Who knows? So if you enjoy any of the programs, there might be more content for you to enjoy uh, also you do want to follow all of the throw me podcast stuff as well as i'm going to give a plug to hunters podcast instagram because this weekend saturday april 30th uh, the Haunters crew is going to be out live with our first throw me podcast network live event of the year it is spring oween in ashland virginia at red bane haunt so if you can make it out uh, please come on out. It's a uh, halfway to Halloween celebration. It's going to be a great time. Uh, all the information is again, uh, we've shared it on our Facebook page, Throw Me Podcast Network, as well as Facebook.com, uh, Red Vane Haunts. So until next week, everybody, peace and love. Oh, actually, before I go, I got to answer the question uh, What do you think is the most expensive song to license for a movie? Or a TV show. And if you guessed. ACDC's. Thunderstruck. Well congratulations. Yeah ACDC's Thunderstruck. Cost $500,000. To use. It generally costs. Between $15,000 and $60,000. A license. A song for a movie TV show. Or video game. But ACDC's Thunderstruck. Paid to use it. And that was the producers of Varsity Blues confirming that's what it cost back in 1999. So it's possible that price has gone way up, you know, inflation. But just think about it. Think about some of the movies recently that you've heard this in. It was in Adam Sandler's The Longest Yard. It was also used in Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home too. Thor Ragnarok Deadpool 2 that horrible movie Battleship and of course Iron Man 2 so yeah alright have a great one peace and love